0: back it's thursday two o'clock eastern standard time jason's here i'm here zach we are market house and uh we are so glad that you have joined us again for this awesome time i know you really like joining us here and Mm -hmm. and we hope today you guys will actually ask us some questions because today we're going to go into something that is very very um Something we're passionate about obviously we have a business that's surrounded around this topic um, but before I get into that I just want to welcome you guys and just say we want you guys to be a part of the Winject community um, so we want you go to winject.com here's an opportunity for you to sign up there to join uh, we have stuff for listeners and for people who are podcasters excuse me podcasters or wow, creators. That was nice. Hey, I hit it, right? Um, so, yeah. So be sure to go over to Windeck.com to join that uh, community there. Or you can text us at 843-396-2104. Get your phone out. I'm fine with you doing that as I'm talking. I'm long-winded. And so, yeah, there's that. So, yeah, you guys go and uh, do that right now. So today uh, what are we, talking about? We, we are talking about website design okay every time every time i talk about every time we mention the word website design people are going to say immediately start to feel intimidated um i think that happens a lot i think that we see a lot of people say well i i'm not a wizard i refer to jason as a wizard a lot uh, because he does stuff and i say how in the world did you do that um a wizard yeah he's a wizard uh, or I'm not a computer, computer genius, so I don't know anything about computers, so I can't, mm-hmm. I can't put anything together. Now, what we're going to talk about is um, some tips to have better website designs, so pro- have a better professional website designed uh, for your business whether you're building it or whether you have somebody else building it for you, these tips are still relevant. I think you should still know these. Mm -hmm. If you're a podcaster or if you're a small business owner, if you work for a company that says our website sucks, uh, these things are very helpful and you can actually present these to your company or have this as part of your conversation when you are putting your website together. So these are the seven tips that we put together that we see and we feel as relevant. Uh, as we go through them guys if you have questions make sure you wherever you're watching this on Facebook on YouTube wherever you're watching this if you're watching this later make sure you comment we would love to respond back to those questions that you guys have so that we can give you guys the best possible service so let's dive I have, into- I have, a, I
1: have an addition to that or a, just a like a reiteration and uh, while we realize that most people aren't gonna go do it themselves um, I think it's really important to um, Take heed of the items that we're going to talk about. That way, you can speak intelligently to the team that's building it for you, whether it's a person or a company like it's us. Um, so you can, so you can kind of know to hit those points because you know there's a phrase that goes around a lot. It's like you don't know what you don't know. Um, and uh, if you can speak intelligently, do you be like, oh hey, what about site speed? Uh, what about what about caching? Um, you know, what about uh, what what about the CSS here is that going to cause issues with this you know, if you can if you can th- kind of throw out some things um, then uh, I think it will it will in- it will improve that relationship with you and whoever's designing it to so that they know that they can actually have a conversation with you about the site and not have to explain a lot of things so it'll just improve that relationship yeah well that and if somebody's building it for you it just makes you even more credible
0: in their they're not gonna to try to pull the rug out from under you mm-hmm. uh, and make something that's not doesn't yeah. represent you well. Because obviously it's your piece, it's your baby, like you want it to represent you well. So let's get into it, we have seven of these. Um, the first one is make the site easy to use. I cannot stress this enough. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating when I go to a website and it's super clunky, uh, it's not easy to use or it's hard to navigate. I hate when I click on something and then later on I'm like need to show it to somebody else. And I have no idea where I I was at and what I was trying to get to. I hate that. It annoys me to no end. Um, and like this even goes down to not just where things are placed, CTAs are placed, not just that, but even the language that's used, if Mm -hmm. it's, if it's not easy to understand, then people will leave. Uh, if it's, if it's clunky and it's not intuitive, people will be frustrated and i don't know if you know about frustrated people but they'll leave your site they'll say forget it i'm not going to deal with this it's a waste of my time and this is super crucial if you have an e-commerce store because if you have a shopping cart process that is not simple it's not quick and it's not clear guess what you just left money on the table because somebody's going to say forget it i'm leaving that's why amazon's so successful because it's super easy to use it's the easiest process ever so Make sure that with, whenever you're building your website, whenever you're putting it together, whoever's building it for you, if you're doing it yourself, back your mind. What I like to do is, is it easy to use for somebody? Does it make sense for someone who's never interacted with my company before has never visited my site before? And if that's the case and anybody, my, my six-year-old can sit at the computer and navigate it because she can read and she can see what to do, then I know that I've won. It's easy to use. People don't want to deal with frustrating websites.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the same with like a brick and mortar store. If you think about it, like if you go in somewhere to shop, they're not going to put the uh, least popular item right at the front door, right? They're not going to put something that sells right at the right at the front door, and they're not going to. It's not going to be like a cluttered mess with just crap everywhere. If they if they actually want to be able to sell well, they want to focus you. uh, If you think about like stores at the mall when going to the mall was still a thing, I guess. But like you go in and there's usually like a big display that kind of, so that's like your pop-up or your header on your site. And then, okay, do I wanna go this direction or this direction to this department? Okay, if I'm going to this department, what section of the department am i gonna go to and, and are things you know nice and tidy in the display? And does it tell me a clear message of what I'm getting uh, or is it just a muddled mess? So, you know, it's there's a lot of planning That goes into the user experience uh, of a site and the user interface on how people will engage with it and um, you know if you don't if you don't have somebody who's spending time and thinking that through uh, then you're going to have issues directly from the start so one of the biggest things to plan through when you're building your site is user interface user experience and a lot of what uh, a lot of what we suggest is go out and look at sites that you'd like to use that you find mm-hmm. yourself using, uh, or you like the way it works, and tell that to the person who's building your site. Um, mm-hmm. Let them know what you like and what works for you, and then they can get a feel of how they can build this site.
0: Well, it gives them an example to, to pull from, so they can they can hit the 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 bullseye for you. Right. This it's funny, funny story you were talking about stores um, and having a good experience as soon as you walk in the door. Uh, just a side note, I have a funny story about my brother uh when i was in college i worked at polo and he wanted a job uh during black friday so i was like yeah well let's, let's get you in there and so he came uh, and they put him to hand out flyers at the front door of like n- letting people know what the discounts were mm-hmm. and if you know my brother at all he's an introvert and he does he's he's, he's that's not the best place <laughs> to put him it's like, and i laughed <laughs> He was chasing people around the store that he missed that came in and then he like, he's, it's black Friday. So there's like people coming in constantly. So he's like chasing people through the store and it was just really funny. Um, I told him later, I said, he's better off spent like folding shirts or go to the back. Um, so they quickly awesome. rolled and put that on. So anyways, step one is make, or step not step one, tip one is make
1: the site easy to use. So why don't you tell mm-hmm. me uh, what the second one is? The second one is site speed. Um, yeah. It's always been something that's pretty important. Um, in, the, in back in the day, it was more important for just usability and uh, for you know keeping the experience um, good for the customer, for lack yeah. kind of a better word. But now it's it's vital. It's a part of uh, you know the metrics that Google uses to uh, keep you in the rankings. Uh, so if your site is slow as Christmas. It's not gonna do as well as uh, competitor sites with uh, similar content. So um, you gotta keep the site fast. So how do you do that? Lots of different ways to keep your site fast. Uh, If you're using any of the big content management systems, say like wordpress for example there's tons of plugins that you can look for that help with site speed um different things that will uh go that will take your site through what's called a minification process essentially so it's like um so it'll minify the javascript or minify the css which essentially takes this big file and compresses it down Um, and uh that's typically a pretty good way to do it Uh, there's different plugins that you can use that that do these things Um, so that's 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 one of the big ways Another way that I always suggest is uh, to make sure that you uh, keep an eye on the file sizes uh, for images that you use on your site. Um, That's a really big one. Um, Photoshop, I would say that there's a nice combination of using something like Photoshop, uh, the desktop version, or there's a free version on the web that will allow you to resize and compress your images. So usually, I usually will take an image, compress it down to like a smaller size, uh, because if you download an image from, you know, one of the sites that we've talked about in our other podcasts, like Unsplash or Pexels, things like that, that have those, um, uh, that have that licensing thing for you to be able to actually use these on your sites. If you go onto those sites like that and you download one of those, those things can be four or five thousand pixels wide, and typically the viewing window on your standard website is going to be something like I don't know, a thousand pixels wide. So. Um, um, so take a look at the size of that. So I would go into Photoshop, compress it down, uh, and then I would uh, hit up the site called uh, tinyjpg.com. Uh, yep. And uh, when you land there, it's like a little panda bear, and you upload your file, and it will compress it down, and you won't have any um, loss of the, de- of the design. So there won't be, like, any visible compression. Uh, okay. It will just change that file size. Um, I always say it's, it's good to get it under um get to get it under like a thousand kilobytes i was like that's kind of like my goal
0: yeah i was going to add to with site now on our platform that we build from it automatically doesn't matter what file size we it will optimize for you to keep our our site speeds on site now are are very very fast um mm-hmm. they load very quickly uh, they're optimized for that for you so you don't even have to worry about that um so uh Yeah, so site speed is very, very important. Uh, So we have, um, make it easy to use. Now we have site speed. Before I go into the next one, if you guys have any questions, if you're watching it now, you're watching it later, uh, wherever you're watching it from, drop us a comment. We will follow up with you guys on uh, what you guys, uh, what the questions you guys have. We wanna make sure that you guys get those answered. Um, And yeah, so the next one, the next tip that we have for you is to use negative space. So you know that white space between blocks of text and um, uh, let's see, images on, on your page, you know that like there's a space in between or on yeah. the sides, that's called negative space. Uh, you can also call it white space. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. Just some. <laughs> there's some negative space going on. on yeah, there you go. I have a couple spots here and here, but. Um, yeah, so use negative space. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than going to a website and it's completely overwhelming and cluttered with just text and, and uh, images and you're using every maximum space that you have on that website. Uh, it's overwhelming. Um, it's completely daunting to look at. no one's gonna read it, no one's gonna pay attention to what you have to say because there's not enough. Uh, white space for people to even process it. That's mm-hmm. uh, so why when you go to blogs, uh, oftentimes you'll see where it's text, image, text, image. They fill it up all that sort of stuff, and but there's still a lot of stuff on the sides that are not cluttering away from what you what you're wanting the user to to understand and, and process through. Right. So using that negative space uh, helps avoid overcrowding. Uh, it Helps uh, um, avoid overwhelming people with the information that you're trying to put out because your information is the most important thing, your product, your podcast, whatever you're wanting to communicate is the most important thing. Don't clutter it up with a bunch of stuff just because you want it to, to, yeah. to fill that space. It's I like okay the, I to think
1: of it as a breathing room, breathing room for yeah. your website.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So like gives you a minute to say, yeah, okay, what am I reading here? You know, yeah, um, it
1: increases, it increases readability. I mean, think about it, that's, that's probably one of the reasons why, like, you know, in school you do, like, double line spacing. It's there for notes, but it also increases readability so the lines aren't, you know, so smashed together. It just makes sense. It's just a good design one-on-one kind of thing. Yeah. So what's the next one,
0: Jason? What's the fourth tip you got? Mobile.
1: Mobile. Phone. This thing? This Mobile. whole thing? Mobile. This whole phone? Yes. yes. Uh, which, you know, I guess it, we, we, could, we could just talk about responsive design so I guess we could just say responsive design is number four but um, responsive design this term's been around for quite a while but um, it kind of started out with well we had We had websites when when the internet started we had, we had websites and we viewed them on our desktop computers um, and then as laptops became more prevalent we started viewing it there but it was really typically kind of the same viewing experience um, and then fast forward to now, where we have, uh, or maybe like ten years or so ago, where we started to have more tablets and more smartphones, um, websites still offered the same viewing experience, and it was really kind of difficult to see, especially when you can't really pinch and zoom very well on a site. So they started this thing called adaptive web design, which is where people were kind of creating websites that were like a stripped-down version of their site, but for a but for the web. Uh, specifically like on here so like you go to a site and it wouldn't have all the same content it would just have like bits and pieces of it because it was adapted it was just trying to adapt to that device well fast forward a little bit after that uh, to what we have now which is responsive web design and responsive web design just means that uh, your website in the full screen desktop iteration versus the tablet iteration versus the versus the phone, uh, it is responding to the window that you're viewing it in, and yeah. you know there's different techniques that we can do as designers to make it a little bit more adaptive to change an experience to make it very specific to a device. Uh, but the whole goal is to make sure that the usability um, is perfect on whatever device, and you don't wanna you don't wanna shortchange the experience on a specific device because you're trying to cut corners or because you uh, you know, you lend less value to that. It's really, really, really important to make sure that the experience that you provide, especially on mobile now, because we're at a tipping point where things are starting to trend with more visits on the mobile side than on desktop side, or, you know, pretty even split. And, uh, depending on what website you have, it's really important to make sure that you are designing for that mobile experience to make sure that you're giving the mobile users the best possible view of your site?
0: Yeah, I was looking at a um, client's site just a little while ago, and uh, it was showing nearly 80% of their views
1: are on mobile. 80%. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And, where, and how do, but, but the thing is, how do we design websites? What do we use? We use a desktop. Yeah. We're, not designing, we're not designing websites on here, so it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, However, I
0: will say that Jason and I, uh, we, we that's one of the first things we try to do when we design something is, how does it look on a website or how does the website look on a mobile device first, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then desktop second. Um, It's almost like we've had to reverse engineer how we thought about designing websites and saying, you have to make sure it looks good on these screens. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't look good on the screens, then it doesn't matter what it looks like on the desktops. It's, you know, yeah, not effective. So um, I think you're right. I think that we have to make sure that, your mobile site is, or your responsive design on your site is, is up to date. And yeah. I mean, I think you mentioned before Google is penalizing if it's not mobile friendly. Um, yeah. So I think most people are getting to that. I don't think there's, I think it's rare now to see sites that are not optimized for mobile responsive design. Um, but they're still out there. So yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, the, the fifth tip we're on fifth number or tip number five number seven tip yeah tip words are hard to use um, (laughs) is include testimonials Mm, Uh, when you're on a website see the thing is is like I am a testimonial reader I read reviews I read testimonials doesn't matter if I'm buying something really expensive like a a, a computer or uh, heck we're in we're in the process of buying a new car I'm gonna read reviews on cars Obviously, those are big purchases, but I'm the type of person who will read a review on a cable for my computer because um, I want to see what the res- what what uh, people's uh, reviews are, what their experience was with this product before I purchase it. Even if I'm only going to spend $7 or $7,000, it doesn't matter. I still want to read and understand what people's experience were with the product. That tells me on a, if I'm that way, I'm hundred percent sure I'm not the only person that does that Um, so having those testimonials having those reviews on your site is crucial people already know when they come to your site that you're gonna speak well of your product well of your podcast well of your services they already know that Um, but seeing it from somebody else usually goes a long long way especially if it's from somebody who has some credibility some authority a celebrity or somebody that's known in the space, if you have that already out there, use it, uh, put that on your site. Uh, people are going to be able to connect with that and more than likely convert because of that, as opposed to all of your bells and whistle features and all of the uh, good things you have to say about your, your product. If right. you're, if your testimonials are on there and they're, they're glowing, they're, they're doing really well. Uh, then, you know the 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 likelihood of somebody converting is going to be much
1: higher at that point. Yeah, dude, it's it's that social proof, man. It's like people make those buying decisions based on what other people say. Like people want ask that feedback. You know, I know that you asked. Like, um, I've I've seen you post on on social media a couple of different times. Like, hey, I'm looking for such and such product. Do you guys have any yeah. suggestions? Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's the same thing. And uh, funny story, you know, it's it's you know June third today um our buddy our buddy Matt over in the UK uh he oh. is a t-shirt designer and he got connected up with Samuel L Jackson and uh did a shirt design you know with you know with him and and uh Samuel L. Jackson posted the shirt design today uh this morning on his Instagram um and as a last check it's got like 150 160,000 likes and uh, our buddy's instagram is blowing up his online store is blowing up just because of the social proof of samuel jackson posting this t-shirt that he's wearing you know so people are like oh well if he's got it then i've got to have that so i want it yeah it's that it's it's that mentality of oh well somebody else has been there so i'll do it now too you know
0: yeah and this is a freebie this has nothing to do with tips for professional website design but i will say if you do. If you, if you have negative reviews on Google or negative reviews on wherever that those are posted, respond to those um, because I like to see that. If I see a company who has had a negative review or a negative post, um, seeing that company respond to that person who left that negative re- review goes a long way for me because I can look at that negative review and read it and uh, sympathize with that person and say, well, now I don't know if I want to buy this product. But then I see that the company has responded to it and that the way that they've handled it m- makes me feel a bit more comfortable. So mm-hmm. just because there's a negative review or negative testimonial about your product or service or whatever it is, you can make turn that bad situation into a really good situation if you stay on top of responding to those things. So mm-hmm. that's free. Uh, has nothing to do with, uh, what we're talking about today. Well, I mean, it sort of does. But um, yeah, that, that's a huge, huge thing for yeah. me to be doing. If You're not already doing it. Really quick, guys, we're on tip number five. We're about to go on to tip number six, When Jason's going to share that here in just a second. So we only have seven of these, so we're nearing the end. Let's mm-hmm. hear from you guys. If you have questions, please drop that wherever you are um, uh, viewing this, this live today. Make sure that you go to winjack.com. Check out the offers we're doing uh, that we have for listeners, for podcast creators, uh, whatever you are doing. Um, make sure that you're connected there. Also, if you text 843-396-2104, you're automatically in our community. You get access to a lot of other things. Um, a lot of news and information will be communicated through that community. Uh, so make sure you text that 843 396 two one zero four we want to hear from you mm-hmm. all right jason what is tip number six
1: um tip number six i don't know what should tip number six be you know what let's just wing it <laughs> uh yes <yeah, laughs> so tip number six um uh have landing pages on your site that's a big thing um seems like a little when bit say, of a no brainer hmm? you say landing pages like for like airplane like yes, yes yes very very large landing pages, pages land, land page. yeah yeah, perfect for very long, I'm thinking like a landing page. that's maybe like, Super I don't know, a football fields long.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, that's always a winner.
1: <laughs> okay, that joke is done. So the um, landing page. So a lot of times we, we get to people and they want to build a website. They don't, and they have products that they want to offer, but they are wanting to go with like a like a full long landing page where it's just like one long scrolling page they don't really want to break up content and while that's fine um, in certain circumstances you really want to make sure that you have at least a page set up on your site for specific products and uh, it's for a multitude of reasons one of them is you know for SEO so you can get some specific content out there on a specific page that is all about that one certain product that you have but it's also important uh because you want to you know for like for us for example we have certain landing pages on our site to send to potential clients uh if we're talking about a specific product uh so you know we're if we're talking about our managed seo product we'll send them the link to our managed seo product with with reviews and explainer videos and uh, um, uh, white papers and all kinds of stuff associated with that so it's kind of like this very like everything that you can think about Uh, that has to do with that one product, you pack it into a page. Um, And, you know, with there's also people consider those to be called funnels, like funnel pages. um, So where you land on that and you can interact with that page, you can buy that product or or whatever it is. But it's really important to make sure that you're highlighting uh, your products the best way possible. And when you clutter them up on a landing page with like other things, uh, it, it can mess up the message uh, it can confuse it. So landing pages, it's, it's important to have at least one for each of those key pillar kind of content things on your site. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's very, very important. And I think a lot of people miss, and I think that there's a misconception of, I have a website. So that's my landing page. Uh, no, you want to get you, a lot of times you want to dial in to specific things that you want to be able to send on a consistent basis. It's easy to right. get to and get the CTA that you want based on whatever um person you're trying to reach. Okay, we've reached tip number seven. This is it. Um
1: have a good day. There are no more tips yeah. after this. Uh, tip number seven tips. is
0: tip number seven is tip number seven. That's it. Um yeah. no, just kidding. We do have one. Um but yeah, you guys, if you have any questions, please feel free, say hello. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So the last one is, don't be afraid to do your own thing. Trends are great. Trends are awesome. There's all kinds of, it changes every year. Sometimes it changes mm-hmm. every couple months. A website trend will change. But they're, that's what they are, they're trends. They're going yeah. to die off at, a, at some point. So try to stay, Sometimes trends will work for your site and uh, for your, your brand or for uh, what you're trying to communicate. Sometimes they're just not, and it's okay to step away from that trend and say, well, this just doesn't fit for us. This doesn't work for us. Well, do what works for you and not, don't be afraid to do that because the, the thing is if, if you try to force it to fit into a trend, it's not going to one, it's going to feel forced. It's not going to feel natural. And two, yeah, I think you're going to have a product that's going to last for X amount of time. And then once that trend goes, then you're just constantly changing that site, constantly, constantly, constantly changing it. That's a lot to manage. It's also exhausting. Um, one of the examples that um, we like to use is stock photos. That was the thing. Everybody used stock photos. Um, <clears throat> it was like the, the uh, be all, end all. Um, but that doesn't mean that you you need to be using stock photos actually we've said it before on this podcast and we say it to clients all the time photos make or break a website and because stock photos are so easily accessible these days yeah people can catch on to that pretty quickly uh now me and jason are, are unique in this because we do look at stock photos uh or at least i do on a regular basis and multiple times a week i will look at an ad on online i've actually been driving down the road and saw a um the billboard uh, when, you know, those motion billboards um, and then obviously the old school, just static billboards. And I've recognized either stock video or stock photos on, on those pieces. And so I'm starting to recognize that. And if it's a popular uh, model that's on there, uh, I think that uh, you got to be careful with that. So that's just one example. So sometimes uh, trends are good. Sometimes trends are bad. You have to make the decision to whether you want to follow that trend or you're okay with just doing your own thing. And that's okay. Get outside the box.
1: Well, I think one of the things that you can tack on to that for um, doing your own thing is making sure that your website is a good representation of your brand voice. So like your brand voice is its own thing. So you want to make sure that your website you know, properly reflects that. So if your brand is weird um, and goofy, or silly or very serious. You wanna make sure that your website is a good representation of that, not only in the color scheme, but in the text and dialogue that you have. So uh, it's important that if you are different, that you highlight that difference and you make sure that your website is in line with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's the seven tips we have for you today. Uh, These are just a few of the things that you should keep in mind with web design. Um, There's obviously, there's and endless we could spend the entire time every thursday talking about these things um so just make sure that you follow these things make sure that you you want to make sure your site is uh looks clean <clears throat> it's not too crowded you want to make sure it's easy to use you want to make sure it's responsive to mobile <clears throat> or tablet doesn't matter what it is um you want to make sure that you're given the best user experience regardless and we get the design, uh, we get the designing website. Um, it might be overwhelming. Uh, we would like to help you with that. We have SiteNow, we have Market House that both those companies can help you out with whatever needs you have. We can help you. <clears throat> if you're part of the Winjet community, if you go to sitenowlive.com uh, forward slash Winjet, uh, we have a special offer for specific uh, Winjet community members. And how do you, get you. To become, how do you become a Winjet community? How do you become a WinJack community member? Winjack.com. Winjack.com. Uh, do I? Slash join. Slash join. Yes. We have stuff for mm-hmm. podcast listeners and um, podcast creators. Mm-hmm. And then make sure that you sign up for our community, get the latest information by texting 843-396-2104.
1: Yeah, and um, you can hit us up, you can hit us up online um, uh, at Jason Marlowe. Uh, at Zach Tatum and then at WinJack Studios uh, on most social platforms so you can send us a direct message that way. And then also uh, I wanna give a quick promo for what we're talking about next week and probably for a couple of weeks to yeah let's talk you know about. what let's break this up let's break this up in a three part series. I
0: yeah. think this would okay,
1: cool. be be something we need for three weeks. Yeah so we're gonna talk about Um, a bunch of low budget, no budget marketing ideas for small businesses and podcasters. So low budget, no budget marketing ideas, different ways that you can, uh, use whatever small budget you have to make a difference and grow your brand. Cool. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, with small
0: businesses and podcasters, your budget's not a massive thing normally for, for marketing. So this is an easy way for you guys to get, get some wins. So that is it for us. We are signing off. Uh, we will see. It. Jason's like bye. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, let's uh, let's get some comments, and we'd love to hear from you guys. If you still have some questions from base of the topics that we talked about today, leave those in the comments. You can mm-hmm. also text us at the number we've already been mentioning multiple times in this uh, episode. We would love to hear from you guys and talk to you guys. Um, but until next Thursday. We'll see you. Sit that outro.
1: This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact.